When I tell you that I was so excited about the launch of No More Fig Leaves, I mean, I was like a kid on Christmas Day or a kid in a candy shop. Super, super excited because I had literally braved, you know, my fears and I'd done everything to just overcome them. And so it was like taking this baby that I had birthed and putting it out into the world. And on Monday this week, I got a message from somebody that discouraged me. And it truly triggered me. So I know that this person's heart was in the right place, but they wrote, Hermin, um, the title of your podcast has been bugging me. And then they came what I felt like as at me with all of this information for why I should reconsider the title of the podcast to no more fig leaves. And all I heard was, you have done something wrong. And that triggered my childhood wounds of rejection and abandonment. And all I felt in that moment was shame and guilt, even though I am not guilty. And all I'm doing by creating this podcast as being brave and true but if I'm honest in that moment I felt unsafe um, I slept that evening replaying those feelings and my inner child truly felt unseen unheard invisible and when that happens she yells retreat head for cover find shelter and what that plays out as is self-sabotage, self-abandonment, second-guessing my purpose and truth, and even my own voice, and playing small and dimming my own light, because if you can't see me, you really can't hurt or abandon me. Um, so it felt like I'd take, put my baby into the world, and though so many people were like, your baby's so beautiful, that one voice felt like, you, your baby, I don't know, hey, <laughs> um, that is what it felt like in that moment. But building, but my practice of building emotional sovereignty over the past couple of months has created a safe place or a place of safety for my inner child. Welcome to No More Fig Leaves, a podcast about vulnerability, shame, resilience, speaking naked, about all the things that we cover up with fig leaves. The fig leaf has been used figuratively to relay the covering up of an act that is embarrassing or distasteful, but not here. That's not what we do on this podcast. We don't cover up. So today's topic is one that has helped me increase my shame threshold in leaps and bounds. We're talking emotional sovereignty. I remember when I went to Cape Town in 2016 to run the Two Oceans Half Marathon, I decided to celebrate completing the half marathon by going to a tattoo parlor on Long Street. I can't remember the name. Anyway, and I got a tattoo on my side and it was it's an A4 size tattoo. First tattoo along your rib cage. Now, for anyone who knows anything about tattoos, they know that there are some parts of real estate on the body that are a little bit more sore than others to get a tattoo on, right? And one of them happens to be your side where your ribs are because it's it's so close to bone. 
And as the tattoo artist was doing my tattoo, I lay there on his tattoo bed, unflinching, unmoving. And at some point when we get to the end, he looks at me and he goes, wow, you have an incredibly high threshold for pain. And when he said that, I said, I hope that the, I said to myself, not to him really, I hope that the same can be said for my threshold for shame that my threshold for shame is just as high or even higher than my threshold for pain. So what is emotional sovereignty? Naomi Cameron writes on her blog that emotional sovereignty is a gift that you give yourself when you have developed enough inner support that you don't require anyone outside of yourself to soothe, love, care, nurture the parts of you that feel uneasy. You have been able to hold each emerging emotion or reaction with tender care. Don't you just love that? You have been able to hold each emerging emotion or reaction with tender care that you become your own soothing carer. I love that. I always speak about that I take so much responsibility for my own life that the ball is eternally and always squarely in my own court. And what this does is it frees us from dependency. So when I had that triggering experience on Monday, I started looking outside of myself for a rescuer. I felt unsafe and I needed rescuing. Somebody ride in on a white horse and save me. (laughs) Someone to come and save me. And I remembered homecoming. My homecoming is what I call the practice of coming back home to myself. I started to embody radical self-acceptance when I woke up the next morning by first bearing non-judgmental witness to myself. I'm going to repeat that because when I went through a really dark time about two months ago and I entered this emotional binge eating episode that I just couldn't get out of, I felt so overwhelmed to the point where I started to feel like, you know, just driving down to Avani getting on top of the building and jumping off. Life had just become so overwhelming and this pandemic and the loss of one of my closest friends, it was all just too, too, too much. And what I did at that time is what I also did Monday evening. And that is I first bear non-judgmental witness to myself. And then I process and hold space for my big emotions by sitting with them. And I know that this is uncomfortable for so many of us to do. And this is something that in the past I would never do. I'd always run away from myself. I'd run to food, run to alcohol, run to sex, run to whatever it is that would numb my big emotions. But all my emotions want me to do is sit with them so that they can deliver their message. And the message was here that I needed to honor and acknowledge them, but that somewhere within this interaction that had happened, I had stopped trusting my own voice and I had started trusting the voice of another. So first I sit with my big emotions, I honor and acknowledge them, and I journal and I meditate because I'm big on tools. Tools are so important. Reminding myself that I am safe with this journaling, meditation, and mindfulness. 
Now, I feel it's really, really important that I mention that emotional sovereignty does not mean that we do not need anyone. In fact, when we are emotionally sovereign, we show up as more healed, wholehearted versions of ourselves in our relationships, and we even respond more appropriately in these relationships. You just don't depend on someone outside of yourself to approve, accept, or even like you. You are free. Emotional sovereignty is a personal freedom. So how do we, cult- how do we cultivate emotional sovereignty? I remember I work for myself full-time now. I am a storyteller. But I remember last year during the first lockdown, I still worked um, in media, in sales. And I remember the CEO of the company that I worked for sent out an email and there was one line in that email that stood out for me. And that line was, in times of chaos, it is the calm and confident voice that stands out. And I remember that there was just so much chaos. Um, This whole COVID experience was so new to all of us. No one knew what they were doing. And I could see that everybody was looking, not everybody, but many of us were looking for a voice outside of ourselves that could calm us and soothe us and just give us some sense of direction. And two weeks or a week into lockdown, I realized, no, that voice does not exist outside of me. It is a voice that I cultivate that comes from inside of me. I need to become the calm and confident voice that stands out for me. I needed to learn how to go within and build my inner world. And that is how I have learned to cultivate emotional sovereignty. And the tools that I use is mindfulness, just being able to sit in that still and quiet so that I can learn how to hear that voice. Meditation, journaling, which helps me to process my big emotions. Because as one of my coaches once told me is, for as long as your thoughts are in your head, it's kind of like a hamster running on a wheel. But when you journal, you pour that out onto the page and you're able to process that therapy Therapy really, really helps with emotional sovereignty, that speaking to somebody else who helps you to process your emotions and getting you to that place, learning to hear your own intuition. And here's one of my personal favorites, trusting my gut, trusting my gut. I I know that if we are going to be vulnerable and if we are going to speak naked on the things that we feel shame about and if we are going to bring these things to the light so that the boogeyman can go away, it can be hard to do these things. And what emotional sovereignty does is it lightens the load. (sighs) I think that it is so beautiful in a world where we are taught to look outside of ourselves for a rescuer I think it's such an act of courage and bravery to become your own rescue. My name is Hermine Lago and I'm a storyteller. I use the power of story and the vehicle of fitness to heal and overcome limiting beliefs and I help others do the same. Please join me next week on this podcast, No More Fig Leaves, where we talk about the shadow. Thank you for joining me today. And thank you for listening.